This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, DA. How are you? Hello! Hello! Good morning, my neighbor! Get off! Damon Avendola. Yes, how are you? Yeah, thanks for having me on, buddy. A great question. All about the dog. This is why you do what you do. No. Somebody stop me. Have some fun with your marriage. I'm coming to you to be fat. Let me be fat. Look, yeah, there's so many sickos in this country. This is facts. Oink, oink, ow! Hot and hurt. I like pleasuring myself. This is so dumb. A little more juice. What? I am broken! Good morning. Today. Well, as I was saying, I was listening to the radio, I heard something. And what did you hear? A hissing sound like this. Hey, T.A. Hey, D.A. Let me aboard that mothership. Permission to board that mothership, sir. Well, you know I had to slide through the intergalactic swag party. D.A., man, beam me up. What's going on, my brother from another mother? Beam me up. You guys are the best. You guys make it. Permission to board that mothership. Mothership has connected. And you the man, D.A. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Constellation Kegger. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Denver to Delray, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. Hey, listening, DA. Everything we saying, DA. Everything. Hey, how we doing, everybody? Hopefully, you had a great weekend. We are thankful and grateful to be back with you today for another wonderful, wild and woolly week here aboard the mothership. Good show coming up for you this morning. 
We've got Justin Termini joining us from SiriusXM NBA Radio. We've got a pair of 3-0 series leads. Who saw this as the Nuggets have the Lakers backs against the wall? Meantime, the Heat, the eighth seed, have the Celtics backs against the wall. We'll talk to Termini about that coming up. We always love having Justin on the show. The man has opinions, and we like that. And oftentimes, he's grumpy, and he's aggravated. And we like that, too. Termini's going to join us coming up here, Hour 4. Also in Hour 4, our friend Casey Pratt from ABC7 in the Bay Area. You guys know that over the last month plus, I have spent a lot of time discussing the relocation or apparent attempted relocation of the A's. But what's truth and what's fiction? Casey's been all over this for years. What's John Fisher trying to pull as a con? What's reality in Vegas? And what's just in the ether? What's just philosophy? We'll talk to Casey Pratt coming up in hour number four as well. Also, Canadian bacon comes your way in hour number three. 20 minutes from now, sound check. 40 minutes from now. Did Jim Irsay just take a shot of the greatest player he's ever had? Bizarre. But we begin with last night's game three in Miami. Well, nobody gave the Heat a shot to win this series. I talked about this after we saw the predictions from so many national panels, specifically the ESPN panel, where 10 different NBA writers and analysts were asked for their predictions on the Eastern Conference Finals, and not one of them, not one of them chose the Heat. And here we are with a 3-0 series lead advantage Miami. So how did we get here? Well, we got here because Jimmy Butler's been on fire, and the Celtics had their hearts snatched from them up in Boston. But certainly in a game three with their season on the line, we'd see the ultimate fight, right? I mean, with the Celtics season on the line last night in Miami down 0-2, we were going to see the very best of Boston. In fact, Vegas, despite the first two games and Miami coming back home, had the Celtics still installed as the favorite last night when lines closed most places. The Celtics were four-and-a-half-point favorites. Talk about disrespect to Miami. And then... The Celtics no-showed. They lie down, they rolled over, and they let the Heat scratch their belly like a bunch of dogs. And I'm not talking about dogs. I'm talking about dogs. I'm not talking about how Pat Boyle says, dog, dog, (laughs) when he's fired up. No, I'm talking about they laid over like dogs. How could the Celtics no-show Game 3 to the point where the starters were benched in the fourth quarter? It is where we begin. You're cold open. They lob in the smart. Couldn't get it up. Nobby the other way for three. Transition. It's a net ripper. He's staring it down. A hand slap with Bam. Timeout. Boston. Yeah, just, I just didn't have him ready to play. I should have... Uh, Whatever it was, whether it was the starting lineup, whether it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place, ready to play, and that's on me. Game three of the 2023 Eastern Conference Finals belongs to the Heat. 
largest margin of victory of this postseason for Miami as they win by 26. I don't even know where to start. It's obvious, obvious letdown. I feel like we let our fan base organization down. We let ourselves down. And it was collective. We can point fingers. Um, but in reality, it was just embarrassing. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Radio on the call. Joe Missoula, head coach, Jalen Brown after the embarrassment. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I heard the crew last night say that was the Celtics' biggest blowout defeat in their playoff history. That that was the biggest embarrassment in their playoff history. And I'll tell you this. What we saw last night was a Heat team that has now become supercharged. What we've seen now is a Heat team with every step of the way gain more and more confidence. What we saw last night was Miami didn't even need a superhuman effort from Jimmy Butler to win and win going away. It was... Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin. If you're saying to yourself or to me through the radio, DA, who are those guys? I don't blame you. They were all undrafted. All of them were undrafted. These are G League guys. But the Heat's culture, the Heat's identity... The heat stability has helped raise the ability and the level of all of those guys. And they all understand through amazing development, coaching, and chemistry how they can contribute. And then they follow the leader or the leaders, Jimmy Butler, Bam. And between Butler and Bam Adebayo, these these guys are, again, they're supercharged. They're super boosted. And right now, they're playing well above their heads. They are closer, though, to this team than they are the team that was supposedly an eight seed. I say supposedly because last year they were in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals and brought back mainly the same squad. Could you imagine if this team had Tyler Hero on it currently, who's injured? Or Victor Oladipo for depth as well? I mean, they're missing two pretty big pieces It's extraordinary what the Heat are doing, and no team has ever come back from down 3-0, so it looks like we can pencil the Nuggets and the Heat into the NBA Finals. Whoa. But this is also about the Celtics, and ever since, it was Butler and Grant Williams forehead-to-forehead barking at one another in Game 2. The series has been over. That moment lit a spark under Butler in game two. The Heat went on to win that game. And then last night's crush job. I don't want to say the series flipped because the Heat won game one anyway. But since that moment, the Celtics have rolled over into the fetal position. And Joe Mazzulla can say all he wants. I didn't have him ready to play. I should have been better. I should have had him ready. But those were just non-answer puke answers last night. It was just excuses. It was not really getting to the heart of the matter, which is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the rest of the Celtics 
got gutless. That's what happened. That's what has happened. For whatever reason, last year, they had enough tenacity to get through this series and win a game seven, right? On the road. For whatever reason, last year's Celtics team had enough of what it takes, toughness, mental fortitude in the postseason to win this series. This year, they're gutless. They're completely gutless. For them to no-show last night is inexcusable. It is inexcusable. And I'm looking at Jason Tatum. He has to set the tone. He's their Jimmy Butler. And yet, how often does he seem like the Tin Man? No heart. That he's he's a great talent, but when he gets punched in the face, he just turtles. And, and last night was one of the most embarrassing big game efforts not only in the playoffs in a long time, but I think in Celtics franchise history. That's the season. Look, if you lose going down swinging, that's one thing. To lose by 30? The game was over at halftime. That's Missoula, and I talked about this when the series began. Missoula's getting his pants pulled down by Eric Spolstra, a huge coaching advantage. But also, the guts and the heart, the playoff ability of the Heat is so far superior to the Celtics and the Celtics getting through the Sixers they barely had to do anything and the Sixers bowed out the Sixers were just more gutless than the Celtics are so by getting through that quote-unquote challenge didn't really help sturdy them for this it's a different weight class it's a completely different weight class and the Celtics are turtling it's embarrassing that's that really is embarrassing last night. And by the way, the disrespect for the Heat. They were up 2-0, taking two in Boston, came back home. They were still underdogs. At one point, do the Heat actually, are they favored? Game four, they might be underdogs again. Well, the Celtics are down to their last breath. They're going to come out fighting. If they can win game four, they can push it back to a game five at home. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, at what point do the Heat get respect? that they should be favored in this series. They should have always been favored in this series because they got what it what it takes, and the Celtics don't. Here's your phone number, 855. You know, let me tell you, by the way, 2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. If you're a Celtics fan, I, I, my guess is you are just stunned right now that this has happened, that you never in a million years thought that that the Celtics would do this, roll over and get absolutely pummeled. You just got to be walking wounded. Mraz, I'm almost worried to ask how Cap is doing, big Celtics fan today, because the guy has got to either be really angry or just dazed and confused. I'm going to go dazed and confused. I, I think if social media was any any indication from most Celtic fans, it's a stunned disbelief. But, you know, D.A., when you put all your chips behind a cartoon leprechaun and believe that's really, really the juice, then this is going to come back to bite you. So I don't know, Cap. Let's see. If he starts sniping at Pete today, then we know he's real angry. So I guess we'll get a temperature in the next hour or so. So you're saying we should have always known this was going to happen because their mascot is a leprechaun. 
Well, I mean, again, they believe that wiping feet on leprechauns lead to bad luck. The, the Celtic fans have become real weird over the years, really, really weird. Uh, and, of course, they think everything's their given right to go win NBA Finals, although they haven't done that in a very, very long time. A Yankee-esque uh, drought, let's call it, for the Celtics. So, I don't know. It's hard to feel bad for them right now, D.A. You know, it is a Yankees-type drought. The Yankees won the World Series in 09, last time they were even in the World Series. Celtics, last time they won a championship was 08. Now, they've been to the finals, I think, twice since then. But you're oh. right. This is a 15-year drought yeah, for the Celtics. We've lowered the bar on only just hoping to get the Eastern Conference Finals and an, and an NBA final. No more NBA titles you win, too. What about that dynasty they were setting up after the Pierce-Garnett trades? It's odd. Well, that's. I think that's also a harsh reality. Did they top out with this nucleus, the Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford? Did they top out with this team last year of the NBA Finals. Like, is this ever going to be a team with Tatum and Brown as the centerpieces that can win an NBA championship after this year? You really got to question that. Right, because are they even going to be together? Is Jalen Brown getting traded this offseason? Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of... I heard a lot about dynasties when that trade went down. It's interesting. I guess if you consider making the Easter Conference Finals a few times in 10 years a dynasty, then they are one. I, I suppose I hear this glee in your voice because as a Nets fan, you're you're enjoying the fact because Celtics fans probably were punking you over the last year and a half. No, I would never stoop to that level, DA. I farm my own land. I would never, ever stoop do you? to that level. Do I you? do. I'm a big farm my own land guy. Is that what you do? I don't worry about other fan base of the teams. No, I'm just speaking. Never. I just, I, look, I get how that fan base must feel. It's just interesting. How about South Florida, by the way, has two eight seeds, and both it's of them crazy. are dominating their conference finals. I can think of no epicenter of America that deserves to have two teams go on these miracle runs more than South Florida fans. How, boy, how crazy is this? Well, I mean, the Panthers have never won a Stanley Cup, right? They've never, I think they've only been to one oh, correct. cup final, the, the Rats Cup final back in the 90s. 96, that'll become your win Canadian Bacon. That's their last trip to the Cup. Wow. Right now, they've got the force of a hurricane. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that that bad? I mean, oh, no. It's not oh, funny. Okay. It's kind of waiting on that. <laughs> I, think, I think even Edgar D'Souza was not ready for that today. Morty, Morty, please get Morty, his name right. Morty. By the way, that might be the first Morty D'Souza tuba in the cold open. Well, you haven't been here on that summer for IDA a couple weeks ago. Think that, oh, that, that already happened? <laughs> That know. was not the earliest tuba <laughs> on record? It might be, but I don't know. I've, I've exercised him a lot. <laughs> I wonder. We should ask DA Show Quotes, the show historian, whether that was the earliest known tuba on record at 6.16 or 6.17 a.m. Eastern time. When we come back here on the show, we've got sound check. We've got your best audio of the day. And sound check includes Ben Roethlisberger admitting... He was rooting against the Steelers last year. Huh? Snacks, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday to you. As always, you can check us out on your phone. You can stream us using the free Odyssey app. Inside the free Odyssey app, podcasts of the show or our extended arm programming as well. You can also pause, rewind, and fast-forward live radio. Check us out of the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app every single morning. Or on demand if you use the free Odyssey app. We begin with Ben Roethlisberger, who had Kenny Pickett on his podcast. And you think Ben was going into last season rooting for the young guy? Oh, no, he wasn't. Here's Roethlisberger with an interesting admission. I wouldn't say that I, I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail. But, like, you know, when someone comes to replace you, you're like, you know, I, feel, I still feel like I had it. Like my hope he doesn't come like ball out because then it's like Ben who right? right? I just didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't. I, I wasn't aware, and I, I was. I'm. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that I was wrong, in the sense of, of where I had you. I thought you'd be a quarterback that was good that was going to come in. I, I think you're the future of this team. I really do, and um, and I think they got. You know, the, the, the fans should be lucky. They are lucky. They got you. Um, but but that that's 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 what I'm going to say. I'll say I was. Early on, I didn't want him to succeed because I didn't want him. To, you know, they followed me up. I didn't want it to happen. I think that's probably the selfishness of me, and I feel bad for it. But as it went on, as the season went on, he got into like his third game playing. I was rooting for him. Yeah, I was. I was excited for you. So that was Roethlisberger talking directly to Kenny Pickett on his football and podcast. So it comes from Roethlisberger, and thus it sounds really piggish and selfish that here's a guy that played for the Steelers for 15 years, nearly 20 years and you would think that he just wants the Steelers to win he had his time in the sun, he's going to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame here comes a young guy, Pickett's done nothing to Roethlisberger personally Roethlisberger has retired so what difference does it make if the the Steelers win or not Nobody's going to say, well, Roethlisberger wasn't wasn't any good. His legacy is already cemented. And so it comes from Roethlisberger, and it sounds piggish and pig-headed and selfish. And it is, except I think it's also an honest admission that Roethlisberger is giving that most guys just wouldn't say because the right thing to say is 
that they root for the, just the jersey, the uniform. They root for the young guys. They're, they're you know, the, whatever happens after them, they're just they're they're there for the for the for the organization. But I think a lot of people feel like Roethlisberger. I mean, if you do a job for a long time, and the moment that you step away, somebody else succeeds just as much as you did. You know, you feel devalued. And I, I think that's very natural in sports, certainly for competitive guys who've had the spotlight on them for a long time, who go through contract negotiations and, you know, they have to kind of prove themselves constantly. I'm good enough. I'm valued enough. This is what I deserve. That if if a guy stepped in and did just as well as you did, you know, it would be a real hit to the ego. So as much as Roethlisberger is going to get smashed today for this, I think he's really just admitting something that most guys feel but would never say. Next up is our friend Susan Waldman on the Yankees radio network over the weekend. Susan is not found on Twitter, nor is John Sterling. And so if you see their videos go viral, specifically of John going, and shaking back and forth as the Yankees have some type of big victory, that's all from Cap. Cap is the digital mind behind a lot of that stuff, but they don't have Twitter. I mean, why would they? And so, well, you know, it's it's not rare for older broadcasters to not have a Twitter handle, but Susan Waldman makes an interesting admission on Saturday. Do we believe Twitter? You're on Twitter, huh? No, I'm oh, not. Oh. I have a phony name. I have a phony account. Michael King is... Is up in the pen. I, I'm on surreptitiously. Nobody knows I'm there. I made up a, an account so I can see what terrible things people are writing. She's lurking in the weeds. The one, two, swing and a miss. It's strike three. Marinaccio got him on a sweeper. I did have a fan once ask me. He said, I, 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 Well, I tweeted you and you never answered me back. I said, Well, I'm not on Twitter. So evidently somebody's saying they're me. And I'm not on Twitter. Oh. So how about this? So Suze is not on Twitter, but she does have a, a dummy account so that she can see what people are saying about her. A spy account, huh? How about a burner uh, account? How about that? Hmm. Now, that was not John, of course. You would know that that's not John. Is that Justin Shackle that we just That heard? is. That's Justin Shackle. Okay, so Shackle does some fill-in for the Yankees, and he's actually done some updates for us in the past. So... Uh, Kind of a, a loose connection to the DA show, but that's the only problem there is that wouldn't you have loved to hear that conversation between John and Susan? What does the conversation between those two concerning Twitter burner accounts sound like? <laughs> what would John have said there to a fake burner? Would he even know what that is? Well, you know, Susan, I've seen the Twitter egg before and I've created one of my own. Susan, they they say that, that Elon has ruined everything over at Twitter. The one two to judge is low, uh, and I don't know if you've seen this, Susan, but apparently these days a lot more sponsored tweets and the two two also. <laughs> <laughs> is that though? Is that Susan knowing her partner? Does she even yeah. say that to John? Yeah, I think you're right, folks. I just don't think they even get into that conversation. She knows about better. Twitter. If if Sterling's on the call, there's no way. I, I wish I could have heard it, but how would he respond to? quote her fake twitter account 
But the, he would have no idea what she's talking. Well, now to be fair, this is probably also why we finally get this out of Justin Shackle because she briefly mentioned something she saw on Twitter, and John would have just glossed over it, not even had any idea what she was talking about. And moved oh, on. Oh, I'm wrong. And it was Justin Shackle stuff. Right. Said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, Twitter? You're on Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> right. You know? Yes, that's exactly right. Yes, that would have gone so far over John's head." So what do we think? Does Susan just use the burner account just to see what's being said about her? But, or does she, like Kevin Durant, snap to her own defense and start fighting with 12-year-olds? I think she defends herself. You do? I think she defends herself. And wow. I think she tipped her hand and didn't mean to because she's used to working with somebody that would never call her out on it. Mm-hmm. And Justin oh, yeah. Shackle did. And now she's probably in scramble mode. Oh, no. Somebody's going to realize that was me. <laughs> Is it possible that she and John sit in the hotel bar post game and use her account to see what people are saying about both of them? And I she don't... reads tweets back and forth? I don't think John cares. But I could be wrong. I don't know John personally. Maybe he's more sensitive than I give him credit for but i think once you get into your 80s the last thing you care about is what people are saying about you i mean you've already done it for like a century what does it even matter i could see though susan at the hotel bar scrolling feverishly after a a mistaken home run or something like that they were just so friggin' arrogant about it I could see that. <laughs> what happens if John comes across a fat journal tweet? Does he even <laughs> remember doing that? Can I tell you that if I didn't have a Twitter account, there's no way I would have a burner account. If I'm not on Twitter to promote this show, there's no way I would be on it anyway. The o- What's the fun in seeing everybody's crap that they say about you, but not actually using it for your own you know, promotion? Right, I mean, isn't that the worst of Twitter without getting any of the benefit of it? Uh, I mean, I guess that is, that is true. Why even be sucked into the cesspool unless you truly are there just to gather information? You want to follow Woj, you want to follow Schefter, and you really have no reason to ever want to interact with somebody, so you do it for that. But then you keep a search on for your own name to see what people yeah, are saying. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's the problem. It's tantalizing to only want to be involved in getting info, but then you can't help yourself. You can't help but search it out. Uh, to me, when I think I'm going to get a bleep storm of criticism because of something I said, something I did, I'm just like, I-, I don't even need to open this. I'd rather avoid Twitter at all costs rather than seeking out the help, the hailstorm of people screaming at me of how stupid I am or how much I suck. <laughs> I don't know why you would seek that out. That's what she's saying. She's seeking it out. She wants to hear it. So shouldn't she get as, as much heat as Kevin Durant done? Isn't she just as bad? <laughs> well, if we actually find the Twitter account. Susan Rules 624. <laughs> Broadcasting Pioneer 128. All right, finally, here's Joey Zanaboni with a big save this weekend for MLS expansion team St. Louis SC. The far side, shot stoned by Bortley. Now a second chance. Oh, Roman Berkey. Unbelievable diamond save. Breaking things up like a 25th birthday in a Leo DiCaprio relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking things up like a 25th birthday and a Leo DiCaprio relationship. (laughs) I love it. Because Leo dates you until you're 25, and then he instantaneously breaks up with you once you hit 25, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to credit Zanaboni here. He must be listening every day and realize we haven't played him in soundcheck in a while because he texted me this clip directly yesterday. <laughs>
It's been too long, Sean. He's the best. He's, <laughs> he's the best PR company, and he's his own PR company. The Zanaboni <laughs> Public Relations is the best freaking PR company on, on the face of the earth. They're better than CAA. Can we hear that whole clip one more time? Because I love that maniacal giggle. And then I love him saying, unbelievable. The far side, shot stoned by Bortley. Now a second chance. Oh, Wilmot Berkey. Unbelievable diamond shame. Breaking things up like a 25th birthday in a Leo DiCaprio relationship. <laughs> That's awesome. We have... We have played exactly zero MLS highlights and soundcheck this season, aside from the five St. Louis SC highlights that we played this season. (laughs) St. Louis SC has 100% of our MLS highlights that we are played. (laughs) And based on the relationship that uh, MLS has with Peacock, or no, Apple TV, and based on my conversation with, uh, with Bogues last week, it is... It is possible that MLS highlights don't exist aside from when Zanaboni actually sends us them. That they you can't actually get them otherwise. If you, play, <laughs> if you play all your games on a Saturday behind a paywall, does it make a noise Monday through Friday? The answer right now is no for MLS. Yeah, who knows where to find MLS on television, but we can give you every single Ron Berkey highlight. (laughs) Roman, Roman Berkey. Roman Berkey highlight from St. Louis SC via the Zanaboni Twitter account. Do you have Ron Burkle on the mind, the old (laughs) Penguins owner? Is that who that was? Yes, I think I – was that Ron Burkle? Is that who that was? I think so. Ron Burkle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! I love that when Zanamoni gets really fired up, it's almost like he touched something hot. And then skillet. And then that unbelievable—is that an accent or is he talking? Is that his regular voice? I don't like. There's a different type of voice that comes out sometimes. I've lost track on that with Zanaboni. Unbelievable! I once had a, a producer in Boston, and uh, anytime anything happened that was even slightly above normal, he go, "That's unbelievable." And I was like, that's interesting for something that's just like slightly above average. And that's kind of like <laughs> Zanaboni. Just everything is like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hot coals. Hot coals. And that is your sound check. All right, standing by with our headlines this morning is a kind sir, Andrew Bogish. And those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your family, your home, and your furry friends with life, electronic device, and pet health insurance. Jason Tatum showed up at the arena yesterday in an all-white suit looking like Miami mm. Vice, but mm. he played more like the good humor man. Just 14 oh. points. He missed 6 of 18 shots in a 128-102 shaming in Game 3 in South Beach. We just got to try to move on. Prepare, get ready, practice, film and stuff for tomorrow. And, I, you know, obviously we're in a tough position. But, um, you know, we just got to have some pride, bounce back. Yeah, one might argue that having some pride last night would have been more <laughs> yeah, helpful. Really? Uh, 
The Celtics down 22 in the first half, 33 in the second, and the Heat doing all of that without a magical game from Jimmy Butler. Just 16 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Instead, it was Gabe Vincent scoring a career-high 29. For me personally, a lot of it's just the flow of the game. If there's another guy that has a hot hand, maybe we'll, we'll try to manipulate the pick-and-roll some way to find him. Uh, but my teammates tell me time and time again to come off the pick-and-roll and be aggressive and then make reads from there. So um, when they're giving me that confidence and I see a couple go in, you know, I'll definitely continue to be aggressive. Duncan Robinson threw in 22. He and Vincent hit 11 of the Heat's 19 threes. They go for the sweep tomorrow night while the Nuggets Ooh. can close out the Lakers tonight. Game four in L.A. Cue the friends jokes. Chandler Stevenson, the overtime ending man yesterday in Vegas. His Golden Knights rallying for nice. a 3-2 win over the Stars. For a 2-0 lead in the Western Conference Final. The Panthers... Bro, can you shut up? Like, just don't do and the quips. And their 2-0 leader back home <laughs> for Game 3 with the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, it's kind of like the anti-broom. Like, that or... was such an awesome joke. <laughs> I didn't even make a joke. That was the most amazing joke, and you should not no, be wasting just can't it write another just one. Just because I don't want to be accused of anything, just shut up, man. Mm. Give your scores. Give a little take. I don't okay. need the jokey quips. All right, one more shot at you. Uh, Back on Thursday morning, I might have said the Mets were never going to lose again Ooh. after Pete Alonso's game-winning, uh, extra-inning homer, and they haven't lost mm, since then. Really works quickly. Comes to the belt. The 1-0 pitch. Ramirez hits a ground ball to the shortstop hole. Lindor backhands to second one. McNeil the first. Put it in the box. Oh, baby, to the Mets turn. A beautiful double play and a classic pitching duel goes to the New York Mets and Justin Verlander. The Mets love me. The Rangers hate Sean. That was Howie Rose, Mets Radio. The Amazing sweeping a doubleheader from the Guardians. 5-4, then 2-1. That's a five-game win streak overall. And most interestingly or, or impressively is that both Scherzer and Verlander mm-hmm. pitched well. You would think that both of them would have laid a stinky egg, but instead, or at least one going. of them. Right. Yeah. Uh, Verlander allowed a first inning solo homer and nothing really else over eight in that nightcap. Brooks Kepka is the PGA champ for the third time, earning a two shot win over Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York yesterday. Kepka making up for blowing a two shot final round lead at the Masters last it's month. His fifth major, huh? Yeah, five. In and he's not even 34 yet. Wow. Yeah. But it's weird that it's three PGs and two U.S. Opens. He hasn't mixed it up just true. yet. Yeah, that's Very true. Yeah. There's no Masters and no British Opens, right? Nope. And uh, Brianna Stewart scored a career high and a team record 45 points in her Liberty home debut. A 90-73 route of the Indiana Fever yesterday afternoon. All those points came in the first three quarters. Something that's never happened before in WNBA history. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. Now, Mraz has on his hands what he hopes to be a burgeoning young women's basketball star. He has already started trying to prime the pump for a scholarship to UConn. Yes. Last night was, or yesterday afternoon, was the Liberty's season opener? No, no they, opener. they lost Friday night. I watched a little Friday night with Taylor. Oh, that was their home opener? Correct. Yes. Okay. So... I was wondering, Mraz, if you are now studying the WNBA, big stars coming into the WNBA, super team to the WNBA, some real juice behind women's basketball, do you have Taylor watching film? uh, I did on Friday night. I was very disappointed with the loss to the Mystics. But remember, this Liberty team is trying to gel right now with their new big three that they've put together, two former MVPs, to go with Sabrina Ionescu. But uh, look, we're going to be into it. It's probably going to come down to them and the Las Vegas Aces this year for a WNBA title. We're breaking it all down. 
Wow, that almost sounds like you're actually into it. I mean, define it. Am I more interested than I would have been in past years? Am I going to be locked in every game? No. But I think it's important for Taylor to see girls on TV playing these sports. I understand she could do it. Does she have a favorite player yet? No, not at all. Her favorite player is Bluey. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) How's her her plan B? How's soccer going? She's skipping a lot of practices. That's taking a turn. She's skipping a lot of practices. Yeah, she just wants to go on the swing and throw rocks all over the grass so they kick right. up in my lawnmower and kick me in the eye. Now, when you say she's skipping <laughs> practices, I am assuming she doesn't take herself to practice, or are you <laughs> skipping practice? No, no, no. I'm setting up a net in the backyard, and then she just lets the dog take the soccer ball and run behind the shed. Okay. But is she showing up her games? Is she still scoring in the games? Well, those games have stopped. There was a one-time thing. We go back to that in the fall. It's me trying to prepare for the fall, but you know, so we'll get back on the horse. One clinic had you putting her in a Mia Ham jersey. Look, there was pro- the coach flat out said she's got something here. That's right. It was a one, a one-off scrimmage <laughs> event, and we were already comparing her to the greatest women's soccer player of all time. <laughs> And now, now the next Mia Ham is letting the dog take the soccer ball and throwing rocks during <laughs> soccer, quote, practice. I'm sure Jeter had moments where he ate his boogers, too. <laughs> well, she definitely has your commitment. <laughs> Danielle's athleticism razzes commitment. That's the, that's the magic combination. <laughs> When we come back on the show, Jim Ursay taking a shot at the greatest player that he's ever actually had ownership over, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Happy Being Alive Day, the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, that's right. Hour number one is here with you on the DA Show, and we are here with you within that hour number one. Thanks so much for joining us. The podcast of the show, the full four hours are the best of the show, always available. So if you miss anything, want to hear it again, either one, we're good to go. Just simply search The DA Show, your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, rate, and review. So upon the passing of Jim Brown, and I'll talk more at length about the passing and the legacy of Jim Brown, Jim Ursay, Colts owner, tweeted out his top five greatest NFL players of all time, which, you know, okay, in some ways, you know, with the passing of Jim Brown, the natural inclination is to anoint him the greatest football player ever. And I believe that. And I would argue that. I actually don't think it's debatable. And so if you are, you see the passing of a legend, you want to bestow upon him the honor of being the greatest of all time, that's understandable. Plenty of us have done that. It is kind of weird, though, in my mind, and I just think Jim Irsay has his brain scrambled by years of of narcotic use, but I just think that Jim Irsay's take here is weird, that upon the passing of a legend, you have to do a list. You know, it's like Jim Brown passes away, and then Jim Irsay snaps into, let's do a top five list, huh? Okay, it seems like an odd time for that, but... He puts Jim Brown one. He then puts Tom Brady two, which is a joke, but fine. He then puts John Elway three, Deacon Jones four, and Reggie White five. 
Okay, now the fact that you don't have Jerry Rice in the top five all-time NFL players is pretty laughable. I also think that you don't have LT on this list is pretty laughable. But let's not even talk about the list itself because, again, it seems kind of tasteless when somebody dies to simply be like, let's rank him in the top five. Where does his career rank? I mean, it's one thing to kind of like honor him by remembering him and talking about how great he was. It's another thing to start, you know, parsing rankings when a guy dies. But, you know, Jim Irsay, again, I think his brain scrambled. Anyway, the the fact that he put John Elway in the top five is curious because he does not put Peyton Manning in there. And Jim Irsay owned the team as Peyton Manning became one of the greatest players of all time. Now, the Irsay's owned the Colts, I believe they owned the Colts, yeah, when John Elway was drafted by Baltimore and never played for the Colts. But it is kind of bizarre that he would rank Elway above Peyton Manning. Now, no doubt John Elway was a great quarterback. No doubt that John Elway was a top 100 quarterback when they put out the list a couple of years ago. But the side-by-side comparison that CBS Sports did really brings to light just how much more dominant Peyton Manning was. Now, certainly a different era and the numbers that Peyton Manning put up and the way the passing game evolved and the protection of the quarterback evolved helped out Peyton Manning. But in terms of careers, they both played about the same amount of seasons. Peyton 17, Elway 16. They both have the same number of Super Bowl wins too. But NFL MVPs? Elway won it once. Peyton won it five times, which is an NFL record. Pro Bowls, Peyton 14, Elway 9. Peyton had 20,000 more passing yards and 239 more passing touchdowns. But here's the interesting one to me that I circled, and that really stuck out, and I was surprised to see this. Peyton Manning had seven first-team All-Pro selections. So by virtue of the voting around the NFL by writers, he was the best quarterback in the NFL seven times over the course of his career. John Elway won that award or got that selection zero times. That over the course of Elway's career, the writers, and you can say what you want about writers and the votes, but felt like Joe Montana, Dan Marino, or others were always better than John Elway. John Elway never was a first-team All-Pro selection. Now, you don't only use these numbers, this data, for an argument like a personal top five. I get it. But the fact that Peyton Manning's career was so much more decorated than John Elway and the fact that Jim Irsay owned the team when Peyton Manning was a Colt makes it truly bizarre and a lot of this is why you can't quite ever believe what Jim Irsay is saying but all of that made me wonder does Jim Irsay have some type of axe to grind with Peyton when we come back on the show the legacy of Jim Brown and the Celtics rolling over you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 